Moncrief on News Talk. Now, you will be familiar with the fact that our beaches can get littered and polluted and that volunteers often help clean them up. But the problem underneath the waves is arguably far worse. An international group called Sea Shepherd performs underwater cleanups, including around the coast of Ireland, where much of the focus is on discarded fishing nets. Kieran King is one of the divers. Kieran, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sean. Uh, so uh, people would be familiar with litter on beaches. So could you give us a sense of what's underneath the sea uh, that's so hazardous? Well, generally what happens is that there is a lot of litter uh, under the sea, particularly around obviously coastal areas where people are swimming and and picnicking and that. But the biggest issue is ghost nets from fishing nets and lobster pots that become entangled and the fishermen aren't able to retrieve them. So they have to be cut free or they've been snagged and they cause uh, huge environmental problems uh, under the water. What kind of problems do they cause? Well, eventually the the plastics, uh, they have two problems. One is environmental, which the plastics and the polypropylene, as it breaks down, uh, creates microfilaments in the water, which are eaten by the the fish. But the biggest one is the endangered entrapment to seals and other fish uh, where they go into a lobster pot, for example, are uh, seals which obviously need air to breathe, get caught in a net, can't surface. Uh, So from that point of view, entrapping... um, marine wildlife and the breakdown of the the waste product itself into the water causes the problems. Yeah, and is there a lot of that? Does this happen regularly? There is, yes. Um, And it's really what drove Sea Shepherd to do this. The programme started um, a number of years ago um, uh, and it's been very successful in the UK and Denmark and indeed this programme, similar programmes running extensively in the States. and they pull out hundreds of thousands of tons a year of uh, discarded nets. Uh, and I say these nets are mostly discarded due to um, uh, catching on either uh, sunken wrecks or uh, outcrops of rocks or anything like that. But once once they're discarded, they just uh, drift to the bottom and they begin to either break down or indeed uh, catch um, um, mammals as they're swimming by in that. Yeah, and the lobster pots as well, are, are they dangerous to all animals or some can some animals kind of use them as a home? Yes, well, they do. There is a, a thing. So one of the things we would do uh, with Sea Shepherd is we don't just pop around looking for nets and pots and pull them up. It's to uh, assess uh, the, the uh, scenario. So you look at it from an environmental point of view, has the... Um, um, what we call a hazard, has it become home to marine life? Are there seahorses living on the netting? Uh, Are there crabs quite happily working in around lobster pots? If there is in those areas, we would tend to uh, uh, cut off or remove what is uh, clearly a a potential hazard, leave what has become uh, a home for um, any particular uh, form of sea life. And on lobster pots, if they're caught and they can't be lifted, sometimes obviously with the strong currents um, and tidal movement we have in Irish waters, it's it's common enough for lobster pots to get wedged in rocks that you can't pull them out. Um, so we would just remove the door, uh, cut off any of the loose lines so that any uh, crustaceans or whatever can move in and out and, and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, how big can these uh, pieces of net be? The nets can be uh, 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 very big, uh, depending on the size of the the vessel they've come off. Um, uh, You know, the smaller Irish sustainable boats as such uh, would tend to have smaller nets, but larger uh, vessels have, uh, you know, 
quite large uh, nets that can weigh hundreds of kilos when they're actually removed up and taken onto the boats. So they have to be removed in sections, you know, they're that big. Crikey. How do you locate them? Well, a lot of it is through uh, either we see it, but obviously we, we dive um, and we dive all around the country from a recreational perspective and you might uh, visually see them. Other aspects come when a, um, a fisherman or whatever might identify that he's uh, lost a net, have to cut it free. It's in a specific location. And if it's within the depth range um, and uh, proximity that we can get to it, then yes, we will we will go and uh, uh, specifically go to retrieve that net or pot. What's the the depth range? This training program was brought to a recreational level, so it's a maximum depth of uh, 30 metres. Yeah. I assume 30 metres down, you can't see a hell of a lot. Correct, yeah. On, on on the East Coast particularly, 30 metres down is is very dark. On the West Coast, you get a little bit better um, uh, visibility. But either way, at those depths, you're using uh, torches uh, to, to see uh, for the best part of it, yes. Yeah, so uh, describe the process of bringing a net back up to the surface because I imagine it's, it, 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 it's potentially dangerous for the divers as well. Well, it is, and that's one of the reasons uh, Sea Shepherd collaborated with uh, SDI, uh, Scuba Diving International, to um, design the course, which was... Uh, completed there a number of years ago and the course is designed to put in place uh, safety procedures that the divers have to follow. So effectively what happens is a team of three divers uh, goes down and assesses the uh, the situation and then they will surface and put together a plan with a contingency um, and they might set a date, it could be the following day, it could be the following week that they're going to go down to uh, remove the uh, the hazard. On that instance, a team of three divers goes down. One is an observer um, and the other two are, will be between them, will be removing by cutting and placing on lift bags onto the, um, uh, the, the hazard itself. As you get close into the bottom and there's a lot of sand and silt uh, and you disturb that, the visibility drops even further. So now it's not just light, you have particles uh, in the water. So when your torch shines on them, uh, they reflect back and it becomes like a big blanket of smoke effectively. So it's important that the divers follow the, the, the plan to the letter, attach the lift bags where possible, and then they begin to inflate them and move them back. So what we do is once the bags are inflated, the divers move out of the way and the uh, hazard rises up to the surface. On the surface, then we have the dive boat itself or the uh, retrieval boat, and it then pulls in the, the netting, the lobster pots, and the, lobster, uh, the divers then will surface themselves a couple of minutes after that. And the diver who's uh, the observer, is, is there a system by which they can warn the other two uh, divers who are doing the cutting to get out of the way? That one might be, is looking a bit dodgy. Absolutely. That's their primary role as observer is they're, they're, they're very much an active member of the team. So their role is to be able to communicate by way of hand signals and sound signals to both of the, the divers that are within his uh, visibility. So if the divers are in um, an area where there's a buildup of silt and they can't really see or communicate each, with each other, uh, the observer is able to get back and he's able to communicate to either of those uh, divers uh, so that you have that extra level of safety uh, involved onto it. And by being 
slightly back and up from them, he's able to see the overall situation in case something else has drifted into place or something like that. Yeah, and after you've after you've re- brought this stuff up from the, the bottom and brought it into land, what what do you do with it then? Well, that's the that's where Sea Shepherd really come into their own because in the past it was a case that uh, if we uh, if we brought up pots or nets or whatever, we would um, uh, to be honest leave them there for someone else to to take away. But the Sea Shepherd initiative of their ghost net uh, recovery program involves that there are specialized containers left in areas where the uh, nets and pots are are stored there until they're full. And when they're full, then they're transported to uh, locations where they can be recycled predominantly into, you know, garden furniture back down to their raw plastics and they uh, recycle as much as is possible from the, the debris that comes out. Yeah. Given the massive amounts, though, you've talked about, hundreds of thousands of tons. Is it, oh, it's huge, yes. Yeah, is it yeah. difficult to keep up? I mean, are you playing whack-a-mole to a certain extent? You're bringing it up and it's going down again. You are, yeah. Now, what's happening is that in Ireland, um, the, the programme is just beginning. Uh, in other countries, the uh, government has got on board and they have funding for boats and they have uh, transportation for removing the stuff to, to recycle and the, the objective is that in time in a couple of years that it'll begin to happen here uh, in the meantime yes uh, sea shepherd are pulling out all the stops to to get the um the retrieved items moved as well and again it's only done by a very small group of us at the moment so the idea is that over the next two to three years we'll have more teams trained up around the country um and then it could become um it could become as common as the the beach cleanups they operate is the problem similar in, uh, off the coast of all parts of the country or is it like worse than the West Coast or the East Coast or the South Coast? No, it's all over the country, to be honest. And it's it's global. Um, and that's why it was Sea Shepherd Global uh, were the ones who initially drove this. Um, and uh, it, it is a global problem. Um, and to be honest, when people look and see, they don't see what's underneath it. The, the littering and that... Uh, isn't as bad as it is in other countries. Generally, people are, qu- are quite good like that, but we do come across litter. We just pick it up in net bags and dispose of it in the normal manner. But the, it's the nets and the, the pots that do cause um, uh, problems. And the biggest issue is what to do with them afterwards when you retrieve them. But it is, it's, there's no one area in the country that is worse than any other area, you know. Is there anything that could be do, done to prevent this happening in the first place, say the material the nets are made out of? Yes, they, they are. Uh, there are companies looking at different um, um, uh, materials that are, uh, if you like, a form of biodegradable that if they're submerged in water for a certain amount of time, they begin to break down and stuff like that. But the reality is um, the, the cost of that is uh, extremely high. And as a result, the fishing industries global won't invest because most of the fishing industry in Ireland isn't uh, uh, Irish, we only get 4% of the uh, the fish in the Irish coast. The rest is the large commercial ships that come in and, uh, you know, fortunately, uh, scale of economy, they go for the least expensive materials. Uh, and at the moment, they're the, the ones that are the most damaging to the environment, you know. Yeah. They don't discard them deliberately that because they mm. cost uh, hundreds of thousands, some of the millions uh, for, the, for the big, big, big nets. Uh, so their interest is to trying to keep them. But uh, at the same time, there are ones that are... Uh, lost they're snagged and they're down there and there's a lot of them that are down there at much greater depths but the the biggest harm are the ones at the on the shallower depths up to the 30 meter mark where you have uh seals and other life that you know they're mammals they need um uh they need to breathe so they can't stay down uh permanently and if they're caught in nets of that that's where the the, the problem lies you know 
And is there, have you seen or have people, are people observing particularly seals who, who, who are, might be dying as a result of this? No, personally, I've only ever seen one seal caught. Um, uh, I've seen lots of uh, conger eels and stuff like that and fish that have got into lobster pots. The lobster pot is, is caught and they can live there quite a while because there's, there's this floating little bits of food that pass by. But for the most part, um, they're, they're not designed to stay in pots uh, uh, for you know any long, long period of time. But um, there are lots of divers we know that have come across seals uh, dolphins caught in nets and even fish, just um, uh, wrasse, common wrasse, stuff like that that are caught um, because if they get wedged in filament nets, for example, they can't uh, they can't move uh, and then they just, uh, they die they, they get caught in the net. Kieran King is part of the Sea Shepherd Ghost Net campaign. Kieran, thanks very much for talking to us today. Thank you, Sean. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.